our last episode, we had a look at the effect of the Texas power crisis last winter, as we heard stories from Lauren, Sheila, and Loretta. For all three of them, the crisis was an immediate transition into protecting oneself and staying safe. But along the way, all three of them were also committed to help others affected by the storm. This embodies some of the core principles of service learning. Choosing to help out fellow neighbors and citizens during the storm allowed these guys to learn about how people all around them were affected, and they were able to provide service accordingly. Loretta and her family, in particular, had been dealing with COVID-19 recovery just recently, and having the storm impose itself when it did really left Loretta and her kids suffering. But luckily, the Austin Disaster Relief Network was there for them. Often, news can be so sudden and immediate. It's difficult to remain resilient while having to respond to changes as they are occurring all around you, frequently. In today's episode, we will be taking another look at the Texas power crisis and observe the impact of having to evacuate one's living space for a large period of time in such a quick manner. This is episode 9 of the Spaghetti Podcast, and as always, I hope you guys enjoy! This episode is a continuation of episode 8, which was uploaded yesterday. We introduced Lauren Slusher, a domestic and international photographer who had to endure the Texas crisis earlier this past winter. I've linked her website to the episode description, where you can learn more about her work as a photographer, as well as the survivors that she had interviewed. As part of a photo audio project, Lauren wanted to interview survivors from the crisis in order to highlight the disparity and losses endured during the winter in Texas. We're going to be hearing from Levy today. He's the third survivor that Lauren interviewed. So in episode 8, we heard about the struggles of Loretta's family in addition to having to endure the winter crisis. She had a family of five, recall. Similarly, Levy had apparently had an extremely difficult year leading up to the Texas crisis. Now, obviously, the pandemic has presented many challenges throughout 2020, so given that, the pandemic is always there as something that really brings you down and provides even more challenges for your life. But on top of that, Levy had also lost his apartment due to a flooding during the winter storm Yuri in February of this year. So already, we notice similarities between the experiences of Levy and Loretta. Recall that Loretta's water heater led to the flooding inside her living space, forcing the entire family to relocate. Just as the experiences between the two interviewees are similar, so are their perceptions. Levy told Lauren that he still recognizes how good he has it, despite the setbacks that he has faced as a result of the crisis. Another notable aspect of resiliency 
is really understanding the situation that you are facing. All three of the individuals that Lauren interviewed recognized that, just like them, there were thousands, millions of people throughout the state and nation that were affected by the crisis. Just yesterday, we reported that 4.5 million people in Texas alone were affected by the storms across every single county. It can be reassuring to calm yourself down and let yourself know that you are not alone. But often, this is hard to do when events are changing so quickly and are truly a matter of life or death. But ultimately, patience is key. Even when preparing spaghetti, it may take a while for the strands to come together fully. I've experienced many times where I've tried to cook noodles, but some noodles stick together and haven't been properly cooked. Be prepared to spend a little bit of time, sometimes a lot of time, to ensure that you can produce what you'd like most in the end. So with that anecdote out of the way, let's get back to Levy's story. Unsurprisingly, Levy was inspired by the way people came together and united during the crisis. Sound familiar from yesterday's episode? Levy also mentioned how much he enjoyed seeing unlikely friendships merge. Now this is something that I can relate to as well. I actually just completed my first semester of college this past fall. My goal as an undergraduate is to pursue a bachelor's degree in computer engineering. And initially, I came into college thinking that I'd have to put a lot of work into my classes in order to do very well. And a lot of this work would have to be done myself, individually. However, I've learned that making connections has helped expose me to potential opportunities that can really stagnate my career. I've emphasized the importance of being open to change on many different occasions throughout this podcast. And a lot of these volunteers and service workers during the crisis had to work with each other immediately to ensure that they could get the job done for these 4.5 million Texans. This was due to the urgency of the task at hand itself. So while all tasks are not nearly as urgent as the crisis may have been, impacting so many people, being acceptful of change as it occurs is a critical skill that allows for greater resiliency. When Levy first had to evacuate his apartment due to the flooding, he ended up staying at a hotel near an airport. He did have a friend with him. And at the time, Levy's friend was actually visiting from out of town, though as we can tell, that worked out quite unfortunately. Levy was lucky to find space at the hotel that he ultimately found, because he was actually one of the earliest evacuees. Recall from the last episode that we heard from Loretta talking about the importance of planning ahead, especially when it comes to big problems such as this crisis. The Austin Disaster Relief Network, or ADRN as I have been abbreviating, ensured that a committee was ready to take charge and provide assistance to citizens within a moment's notice. Now here, we see that Levy understood that the flooding at his hotel would only get worse. And because he understood that, he made the right priority decision 
in choosing to evacuate his residence as soon as possible. This helped him secure a spot in the hotel, a spot that he really needed. Now, despite being one of the earliest evacuees, Levy noticed that there was relatively little food at the hotel and nearby. This was because nothing was open due to the road conditions as a result of the storm. There were several stranded hotel staff that also had had a hard time coming back home. So even some of the hotel staff actually stayed in rooms, just like some of the other guests were, because they had no choice. I mentioned in the previous episode that it's really hard to understand a situation without experiencing it yourself. Even for me, it's hard to imagine working in a hotel or some sort of organization that provides housing for other people and having to be a part of that um, organization, sleeping with the people that you provide service to, because you yourself just cannot go anywhere. It definitely is very challenging. Now, there was actually one diner that eventually ended up reopening in the area after a few days just to provide some sort of food, and make some business, of course. And as you may guess, being the only diner open, Levy stood in line to wait for multiple hours just to get the meal that he wanted. But it would end up being worth it, as we're about to find out. While spending time in the line full of residents as he was awaiting his meal, Levy had the chance to talk to some of the diner staff. He chose to discuss the situation of the hotel he was currently staying at. He specifically mentioned that there were abundant number of elderly folks who were stranded and unable to find any food whatsoever. Ultimately, Levy was able to convince the diner to donate many boxes of food to him. Now you might be thinking, why did he want all of this food? Well. Levy actually coordinated an effort with the staff back at his hotel to deliver all these boxes of food. This would provide residents of the hotel with at least something to eat, something during a time when it was a real struggle to go out and get food. The most basic of necessities needed to be established and brought to these residents, and Levy wanted to take the initiative to do that. Having to wait hours for food it can be really hard to remain patient, as the need for something to eat ends up becoming incredibly overbearing. Occasionally, I complain just having to wait 30 minutes in my dining hall for something to eat. But standing in line for two hours and then taking the time to distribute all of that material and food, that requires a lot of commitment. Levy knew that he had the chance to support the hotel he was residing in as a result of interacting with the restaurant staff. Surely, organizing the joint effort between the diner and the hotel would have required much more of a commitment for both parties, not just Levy itself. But Levy was acceptful of the changes that the situation had presented in its current state, and he was able to provide for his hotel accordingly. During the assistance process, Levy reflected upon his initial apartment, the apartment that he evacuated from, that is. His empty apartment surely would have been filled with watermarks as high as four feet. And he believed that 
everything would have been destroyed and wrecked by the damage caused by all of the water flooding into the apartment. Ultimately, this chaos ended up forcing him to leave and evacuate to find a hotel as soon as possible. Now, with all of these damage losses also comes the thought of unfortunately losing valuable, irreplaceable possessions. A lot of religious texts, namely Bibles, as well as personal photos came to mind for Levy. It's really hard having to give up all of these valuables, but when your life is at stake, surely things are a different story. After asking a friend to check in on the house for him, Levy had heard some pleasant news, however. So going back to when Levy was evacuating his apartment, he had to leave very quickly from his house, obviously. But he was also trying to unplug as many electrical appliances as he could during this time, just to prevent any fire hazards that the flooding may cause. He had actually also run into a table and knocked over several books while he was evacuating, and he did obtain some minor cuts, but Levy brushed them aside. What he didn't find out is that he actually ended up creating a small dam with the books that he knocked over. The dam on the floor ended up preventing a lot of flooding in the office. In the previous episode, we saw that Sheila wanted to help others because she felt that someday, someone would come back to help her. And I believe that this is what we observed here with Levy. Levy took the time to distribute food boxes to other residents in his hotel. And now looking back, he found out that his house actually wasn't as damaged as he thought it would be. The dam that was created on the floor worked out quite fortunately for him. Karma all over again. So finally, the ADRN provided more financial assistance to Levy. He was able to live in his hotel for more than a month. The same hotel that he provided all the residents food to, that is. Although he did end up moving to a new apartment, it was certainly nice for him to know that his previous apartment still lay intact. So this being a relatively short episode concludes our discussion of the resilience involved with the Texas power crisis of the 2020-2021 winter. In all three survivor stories, we observed how Sheila, Loretta, and Levy all showed resilience in different ways to stay patient with the conditions they were dealing with. Although all three survivors had strikingly different experiences, they all had the same mindset. Focus on the greater good and be grateful that there is a chance to help out everyone. As I mentioned in episode 8, several of the previous episodes on this podcast have discussed specific ways to develop one's resiliency. However, I feel that these experiences, the experiences that I outlined in this episode and the previous episode, illustrate how the process of being resilient is very cumulative. While experience may come into play, the key is to remain both flexible and open to change. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to Lauren Slusher, she covered these stories once again. 
ADRN helped out all of these individuals, and it's nice to see that these people came together to share the same ideas that Lauren had while she was working as a dispatcher for ADRN. Ultimately, I really liked overviewing the experiences of these survivors during the Texas crisis incident because it brought a lot of the values that I've been mentioning throughout the podcast together. Having to endure a chaotic storm or a natural disaster is something that's really not easy and very difficult to handle, especially coming right after a pandemic when you've already gone through so many losses. But these three individuals showed that it's not just them who were suffering. There were multiple people, multiple people all across the state that were undergoing the same issues that they were. And they thought it was in their best interest to help and support those individuals as much as they could. They were quite fortunate in that the Austin Disaster Relief Network was there for them. But seeing that an organization like that was there for them, they wanted to contribute themselves. Ultimately, this is what it takes to be resilient and continue the process of service learning and providing for your community.